0: Welcome to this week's episode of Humans Discuss Being. My name is Eve Darcy. Now I know last week I said I was going to be doing some stress specials, but instead this week what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about a recent experience I had attending a virtual death cafe. So in this episode I'm going to talk about the death cafe, I'm going to talk about existentialism, existential anxiety, and how such anxiety can be seen as a good thing if we use it well. So firstly, existential psychotherapy it's a style of therapy that places emphasis on the human condition as a whole. Existential psychotherapy uses a positive approach that applause human capacities and aspirations while simultaneously acknowledging human limitations. So existential therapy takes a philosophical or intellectual approach to therapy. It sees humans as one having the capacity for self-awareness experiencing tension between freedom and responsibility. Two Creating an identity and establishing meaningful relationships. Three, searching for the meaning, purpose and values of life. Four, accepting anxiety as a condition of living. Five, being aware of death and non-being. Really, really, really cheery things. Existentialism and existential psychotherapy. Oh yeah, that is where the fun is at. (laughs) So having the capacity for self-awareness means that we as humans can reflect and make choices. We can expand our awareness through realising that 1. We are finite. Time is limited. Death comes to us all. You know, all that stuff. 2. We have the potential and the choice to act or not to act. 3. Meaning is not automatic. We must seek it. Sartre has this great phrase which is existence precedes essence and it's essentially that you're born first you decide what your essence is what your meaning is number four we are subject to loneliness meaninglessness emptiness guilt and isolation i mean how much crack is this human thing it's just so good right (laughs) so the timeline of existential therapy was really developed out of the philosophies of Friedrich Nietzsche and Soren Kierkegaard and, you know Kierkegaard, as one of the first sort of existential philosophers he theorised that human discontent could only be overcome through internal wisdom which, you know, great obviously, you know, if you're actually a wise person you know, it's kind of like that thing of like how self-aware are you and you're the only one that's you're only as self-aware as you can be. Limitations. So in existentialism and existential psychotherapy in particular, there are these things called givens. So existential psychotherapy, it's based upon the fundamental belief that all people experience intra conflict due to their interaction with certain conditions inherent in human existence, which are known as givens. The theories recognise at least four primary existential givens. So, one of them is freedom and associated responsibility. Another is death, that's a given. Isolation is a given. And, according to existential psychotherapy, meaninglessness is a given. A confrontation with any of the aforementioned conditions or givens obviously is going to fill an individual with a type of dread commonly referred to as existential anxiety. Mmm. Hello, old friend, existential anxiety. The key, according to existential psychotherapy, is to strike a balance between being aware of death without becoming overwhelmed by it. So people who maintain a healthy balance in this way are motivated to make decisions that can positive- t- positively impact their lives as well as the lives of their loved ones. And you know, though these people who are making these decisions, (laughs) who have the courage to make these decisions with the knowledge that death is coming, uh, they obviously don't know how these decisions will turn out, right? But they do appreciate the need to take action while they can. So in essence, the reality of death encourages us to make the most of opportunities and to treasure the things we have in our lives and the people we have in our lives. So, Anxiety is seen by existential psychotherapists as being a condition of living, like naturally rising from a person striving to survive. This is known as existential anxiety. And it's a normal outcome, obviously, of facing the four ultimate concerns in life, which are death, freedom, isolation, and meaninglessness. Like, how could you not be anxious? Like, I remember, you know, years ago, hearing the word anxiety... When I was younger and it being just so frowned upon as a thing in Ireland you know and it was kind of like oh anxiety is just something the Americans have and you know with their therapists and sure obviously they have anxiety and all this and it was just seen as this foreign exotic thing (laughs) and you know I mean Look, that's no surprise you know growing up in ireland in the late 80s early 90s you know emotions didn't really feature in our vernacular um you know there was something like what what was it in the late 80s early 90s in ireland something like four emotions happy sad shame hungover like they were it yeah and happiness probably wasn't even sure that wasn't even introduced or recognized as an official emotion until after Italian 90 so you know So anxiety, I mean obviously we weren't going to be familiar with that and I think we're still really not. Um, You know myself included I sort of see it as this like bad thing. Whereas I like the existential view on it which is yeah you're a human being. Obviously you're going to be quite anxious. Look at the world you're in. Look at the state of what a human is. Like how could you not be in a heap (laughs) with everything if you're in any way aware and alert to what's happening um but yeah they kind of view it as like once existential anxiety is recognized it can be dealt with constructively so anxiety can be a stimulus for growth as we become aware of and accept our freedom if we have the courage to face ourselves and the challenges of human life we may be frightened but we can change so there's kind of say about like overcoming fears or like accepting fears, obviously, because you have to accept something before you can deal with it. Um, they say people who participate in this form of therapy, existential psychotherapy, they're, they're guided to accept their fears, accept their fears, and given the skills necessary to overcome these fears through action. By gaining control of the direction of their life, the person in therapy is able to work to design the course of their choosing. Through this work, people often come to feel both a sense of liberation and and The ability to let go of the despair associated with insignificance and meaninglessness. Thus, existential psychotherapy involves teaching people in therapy to grow and embrace their own lives and exist in them with wonder and curiosity. Like, not looking at fucking social media and what other people are doing with their lives. That's not what that's about. You embrace yourself, your own life, and you exist in that with wonder and curiosity developing the ability to view life with wonder can help people to be able to view the life experience as a journey rather than as a trial and can also help eradicate the fear associated with death so now death anxiety well i mean let's see if you get death anxiety when i'm talking about the death cafe experience that i had So this death cafe experience, so it was a virtual, obviously everything is virtual now. It was a virtual experience and it was just myself and a load of other people who were in this virtual room and it was a death cafe and all we were allowed to talk about was death, (laughs) very cheery. (laughs) And uh, nobody had gin either, which was disappointing. There was no alcohol at all, just cake. Like Eddie Izzard's thing cake or death cake or death this was cake and death talking about death a lot so what i'm going to do is i'm just going to give you a sample of the questions that were kind of given because we're given out these menus you know which had like starters mains dessert and it was all just questions about death <laughs> didn't get any different um really didn't deviate away from the death topic so i'm just going to throw some of these questions out there and You can just ponder them yourselves as you go about your days. So here are some of the questions. What is your experience with death? What is death? What is dying? What do you think happens after you die? Do you want a funeral? What would it be like? does it matter to you what it's like why why not what do you want to be remembered for how would you like to die what for you is a good or bad death would you like a quick death or slow death? What will you miss most in dying? What is a soul, a consciousness, a mind? Would you choose to be immortal if that were an option? Should people be allowed to choose to end their own lives? So there's some of the questions that were asked and pondered and discussed at the Death Cafe. And obviously, you know, certain themes rose from this, but really just, you know, I guess we can listen back to those questions. You can see what ideas and thoughts and feelings that you have around those questions, around the topic of death. But really the point of this is... Once we really kind of get to grips with the fact that death is a thing, that then is meant to enrich our lives and kind of help us live more fully, embrace ourselves, embrace our lives, to not take things for granted, you know, to appreciate what we have, to appreciate who we have in our lives. To cultivate meaningful relationships with people. All these things. So that's it for this week. Nice cheery chat about death and existential anxiety and all that kind of stuff. I'm going to leave you with a quote from Sorian Kierkegaard, one of my favourite philosophers. Wise soul. And he said many things. One of them was this. Because it is possible to create, one has anxiety. One would have no anxiety if there were no possibility whatever to create. Actualizing one's possibilities always involves destroying the status quo, destroying all patterns within oneself, progressively destroying what one has clung to from childhood on and creating new, and original forms and ways of living. If one does not do this, one is refusing to grow, refusing to avail themselves of their possibilities. One is shirking their responsibility to themselves. Thank you for listening. Take care.